Knox Game Design, June 2021. Sound effects with VFXR. Welcome everyone to Knox Game Design for June 2021. My name is Levi Smith. So this month we're going to be talking about uh, sound effects with BFXR. So in the past I've kind of like made these talks a little, maybe sometimes a little bit too long. So I was going to talk about creating sound effects and how to use those in a game, but I decided for this month I'm just going to talk about generating sound effects. Then maybe next month I'll talk about how to take the sound effects that you've generated and then apply those to a game engine. So the tool I'm going to be talking about is called uh, BFXR. It's a tool that I've used uh, at least since 2013. I think that's when I found out about it. Uh, but it originally started out, it's a free tool. Oh, I'll go ahead and note that. <laughs> so anybody can download this and play with it. Um, it was originally uh, SFXR. I'm not sure what that stands for. But uh, I found out about this through the Ludum Dare, this 48-hour game jam competition that I usually do now twice a year. Um, found out about it through the tools page on that site, uh, at least when they used to have a tools page. And uh, apparently this tool was created specifically for Ludum Dare. This guy, Thomas, uh, Thomas Pedersen, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly, he goes by Dr. Header uh, online. Uh, he created this tool as a way to generate sound effects quickly for game jam games. Um, and it was actually created in uh, December 2007 for Ludum Dare 10. <laughs> now we're on Ludum Dare 48, so it was quite, quite a few years ago. But yeah, you can go to this URL, Dr. And that's his website, uh, Dr. Padker. .se. I believe that's Sweden. And you can download it there. That, now, this is if you want SFXR, uh, which was the original. Download it right here. And one advantage to using SFXR is that it has fewer options. So it may be a little bit more accessible to someone just getting into game development or generating sound effects. Uh, so the new version is called BFXR, and that was uh, uh, created by Par. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, Stephen Lavelle. And so it basically built on top of uh, SFXR, added a lot of new options. So yes, bfxr.net. I think if you can run this through the web interface, I think, or what I usually do is download it, but you have to, uh, I think, you used to have to have to get a Adobe, it's not like Flash, but some Adobe add-on in order to run it on the desktop. But maybe now they just have it where you can just download it right here, all in one. Not sure. But, uh, so let's go ahead and take a look at SFXR. Okay, so here's SFXR. This was the original. So you only have like four options uh, for waveforms, square wave, sawtooth, sine wave, and noise. This kind of goes along with the original NES that only had like a square wave and 
and a triangle, two square waves, two triangles, and noise. And this actually has a sine wave as well, which the NES didn't didn't have. But yeah, you just press these buttons at the side. You can press the same button multiple times to kind of generate different sounds. But they have different categories of generating sounds. Pickup coin, laser shoot, explosion, power up, hit hurt, jump, and blip, select. I guess coin is like a coin in Mario Brothers. Lasers like shooting a gun. Explosion. Like a ship blowing up or something. Power up. Like picking up the mushroom in Mario. Hit whenever your player gets hit by an enemy. Or I guess an enemy getting hit as well. Jump. Like Mario jumping. Flip select. That's like a menu. Changing menu options or pressing start, something like that. And then they have the option where you can mutate or you can take that same sound effect and just change it a little bit. Then I guess here randomizes a completely randomized version. Yeah, so that's FSFXR. You can save your sound, load a sound, export it to a WAV file. And save it and use it in your game. So let's go back and look at BFXR. So yeah, these are the uh, different options I talked about. So in BFXR, it's the same options for generating random sounds: pickup coin, laser shoot, explosion, power up, hit hurt, jump, blip select, randomize, and mutation. The one nice thing about BFXR over SFXR. Okay, there we go. We got it zoomed in nice and big here. So it's got the same options. Pick up coin, laser shoot, explosion, power up, hit, hurt. And the nice thing is if you hover over one of these, it kind of gives you a little idea what it's going to do. But I turn up your jump into a soggy kiss with some bit crush. A little bit of humor in there, so jump, lip slut, randomize, mutation. So I think mutation just works on whatever the last one you've generated is. So you can see every time you click on one of these, then you can see all these little sliders moving around for you. It's pretty cool. And one thing that I like to do, so like if I have a jump and it's a square wave, I can change it to a sine wave. If I just want, I want the same general sound, but I want, want a different wave, you can just change the waveform. And the one complaint, one thing that, uh, I don't know, I think could be better is that it'd be nice if it actually showed the waveform. So if I change this to a sine wave right there, and uh, export this, export wave. And I was going to talk about this a little bit later, but example sign.wave. You can actually go in, if you have Audacity, which is another free audio tool, go over to Audacity, open 
example sign. And sometimes, and then you can zoom in right here. You can see that sine wave that it generated, which I think is pretty cool. So I wish they had something like this built directly into BFXR, but again, it is a free tool, so you really can't complain. I guess if I really wanted to, I could go in and uh, do that myself. If I had the time. So anyway, back to BFXR. One really nice thing. Uh, I guess I'll start out saying that BFXR works on tones, and I didn't know this to begin with, but like every note of a, whenever you're playing music, every like puff into your instrument or every pluck of a string is a tone. So this only works on individual tones. So, um, so it's very simplistic sounds that it will generate, but BFXR has this mixer so you can like select multiple tones. Like I want to get this jump sound, and then I want to add an explosion after that. Did I have an explosion or hit blip? Yeah, here, there's an explosion. I can have an explosion and jump. Or if you want to mix together, just drag them like that. Or if you want the jump first, jump then explosion. So that's a way to like add multiple tones and you can have five of these together. Where is that coin? So you can have some. So you, you wouldn't be able to get this sound effect with a single tone. It takes three tones together to make this one sound effect. Uh, but unfortunately, you can only do five of these, and it's kind of... Oh you can only pick up and drag them around. So I talked about waveforms a little bit earlier. Actually, BFXR has a couple of additional waveforms. It also has breaker, tangent, with whistle, white noise, pink noise, bit noise, buzz, and holo. And I actually took one sound effect and then uh, pulled each of the, modified that sound effect based on those different waveforms, then pulled all those into Audacity, kind of like I just showed a few minutes ago. And you can actually see, if you zoom in, like the square wave, it looks like a square going up and down. And if you're really interested in like sound logic or the, the science behind, behind these sound waves, I did a uh, like a sound effects for game developers talk a few months ago, and it, I talk all about this. But generally, the closer these are together, the faster it goes up and down together, that gives you your higher frequencies. And the further the spread apart gives you your lower frequencies. So here's like the example of a square wave. Like the th three basic ones are square. Then triangle just goes up and down. Angular sine wave. You know what sine is. It's kind of a circular parabola going up and down. I guess it's parabola going up and down. Continued. Um, then saw wave kind of looks like the teeth of a saw. Just kind of goes directly up and curves down and around and directly back up, kind of like a uh, hacksaw saw that you'd see like in a garden for 
cutting limbs, I guess. Tangent's kind of the same, a little bit backwards. It goes up, then drops directly down. Kind of comes up at a at a kind of like a x to the third cubed wave, cubed uh, curve right there. Then drops directly down. Whistle looks like a sine wave, but it's really jagged. Then breaker kind of also looks like a triangle. Then white noise is just random up and downs, and you can't make any sense out of it. it looks like a looks like a kid's drawing almost. <laughs> it's like a kid took a crayon and uh, white noise. And pink is kind of the same, but it's a little bit more not as chaotic, but still chaotic. Then buzz looks like a square wave, but it's just random random frequency. So you see some of them close together, then some really far apart. And holo kind of looks like a sine wave, but it's really jagged as well. Then bit noise kind of looks like buzz as well. Um, so if we go back to BFXR. And so I can take like one sound. Let's take a... Take that beep right there. So this is triangle. This is sine. This is square. So the square sounds a little bit grittier. I couldn't tell too much difference between sine and triangle. The square sounds a little bit, I don't know, grittier, I guess. Saw. Breaker. Tangent. And with the other sound effects generator, when you hover over these, it gives you a description. So for tangent, it says a potentially crazy wave does strange things, tend to produce plenty of distortion because the, the basic shape goes outside the standard waveform range. Now, like triangle, triangle waves are robust at all frequencies, stand out quite well in most situations, and have a clear resonant quality. Sine waves... Sine waves are the most elementary of all wave types. However, they can be sensitive to context, background noise, or acoustics can drown them out sometimes, so be careful. Square. Square waves can be quite powerful. They have two extra properties, square duty and duty sweep. They can further control the tim... I don't know how you pronounce this. Is it it's either tim timber or timbre? I don't timber of the wave. Saw. just says... Saw waves are quite, are, are pretty raspy. So whistle, kind of sounds like a whistle. Whistle is a sine wave with additional sine wave overlaid at a lower amplitude and 20 times the frequency. It can end up sounding buzzy, hollow, resonant, or breathy. White. <coughs> White noise is your bog standard random number stream. Quite hard sounding compared to pink noise. Pink. <coughs> pink noise is a stream of random numbers with a filtered frequency spectrum to make it softer than white noise. Bit noise. Periodic one bit white noise useful for glitchy and punky sound effects. Buzz. Periodic one-bit noise with a shortened period. It makes a nice digital buzz or clang sound. Holo. 
pretty dense mix of lots of waveforms. Breathier, distortier than the classic one. So, if you have like a nice bass sound that you like, then you can kind of just change these waveforms to make it a little bit different. So modifier. So here's like if you really want to get into uh, the details of how to modify your sound effects. Uh, to modify the length of your sound effects, you got attack time, sustain time, and decay time. And one thing that, one complaint I have is that it really doesn't group these sound effects together or anything. Um, they're all just kind of listed in one column right here. So until I've been using this for, I don't know, uh, eight years now at least, and I never really understood what a lot of these meant. I just know frequency kind of makes it sound higher or lower. Uh, but yeah, to increase the length, <clears throat> you're looking at attack time, sustain time, decay time, modify the pitch, like I said, frequency, and also for slide, they got frequency slide and delta slide. And so I did a little bit of research on, because I, I really, I, mean, I know what frequency is, I really didn't know what any of the other attack time, decay time. So I found some definitions for... And, so for a sound effect, you have a an envelope for a sound or a tone. And they refer to it as ADSR. That stands for attack, decay, sustain, and release. I think this is kind of standard in, in all, I don't know, all music industry or sound theory. I just never had real... I was in band in high school, but I never really had a class in sound theory. So attack time, the first one, how long it takes for the volume of the sound to go from silence to maximum level. Decay time is how quickly the sound drops to the sustain level after your initial peak. Sustain time is the period of time during which the sound is held before it begins to fade out. And also under sustain you have punch, which tilts the sustain envelope for more pop. Then release time is how quickly the sound fades when a note ends. So this is just one note uh, that we're this envelope that we're talking about. And I got a lot of these definitions from a couple of different sites. I'll put all the links in the notes. Um, but first of all, there's a sweet wall. This is the first site, site that I found, and it has a nice glossary of terms. So if you want to know what attack is, attack time, you just come down here and click attack time, and it'll give you a definition. It has the ADSR right here, the SDR envelope. Um, but this is from a perspective of like any musical instrument. I think this is more geared toward like guitars and, and pianos, but it still applies to game sound effects as well. So you won't find a lot of uh, game specific talking here. This is more general musical instrument. But it all still applies. Uh, the second site, so I found this teachmeaudio.com. It gives some good examples of attack, decay, sustain, and release with like. So that's attack, decay, short decay, long, long sustain, then release, long release. 
<clears throat> so it kind of breaks down that envelope and it has a really good diagram right here time so here's your amplitude that so starts out at zero and starts going up for attack then it comes down for decay then sustained just kind of levels off and then release goes down and fades out also talks about other envelopes and I've seen this RMS before, not Richard Stallman, <laughs> but uh, yeah, root, mean, square, values. I remember the very first Ludum Dare that I did. It was really neat. I found an entry, and it was like it had talking in the game, and as this talking went on, it actually brightened the room when the person was talking based on how loud the actual word was or the different sounds from the word and they i remember they used this rms value they took from the sound then applied that to the lighting in the room which was a really i wish i could remember the name of the game is ludum dari 26 um probably under one of my rated games if you, if you still find that but uh it's a really neat concept neat game that used that rms value so here's another site, wikiaudio.org. It also talks about the ADSR envelope. So this is all for like, hey, if you want to read more, here's an inverted ADSR envelope. It's like the sound starts out as max and goes down and comes up and stay and release, it goes back up. And it gives more definitions of attack, decay, sustain, release. Um, yeah, and here's some more information. There's a boom box. Boomboxpost.com, if you're interested. And this also talks about attack time, sustain time, frequent. Some of the options in BFXR, and he kind of goes over the different areas right here. And the mixer mode that I talked about a little bit earlier. And uh, so, yeah, if you want another place to look up some definitions, some of these terms, because that's the one downside to BFXR. Now, you can go in here. And you can hover over these different values. So let's 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 do one. Let's do power up. So there's power up. So we can increase the attack time. So if you kind of have a sound effect you like and you just want to increase the time, I'd probably work on sustain time. That's kind of like the middle, sustain, then decay. <coughs> but yeah, you can hover over these. Like punch, tilts the sustain envelope for more pop. Like compression, pushes the amplitudes together. So bringing... Bringing the compression down kind of makes it sound a little bit more muffled. Frequency. Frequency pitch, kind of the same thing there. Frequency slide. Either make it slide up or down, delta slide.
So I'll just say there's a lot of options you can play around with, but those are like some of the typical ones I use right there. So yeah, so technically frequency, the bass note of the sound. Um, so one complaint, I won't say complaint, <laughs> but I don't know. One thing that I think can make BFXR a little bit better is that for frequency, you can only use values zero to one and you can only use a slider. You can't type in direct values. And also, if you go and listen to my uh, sound for game developers talk, you can actually get the frequency of like mid A, 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 B, C, D, E, F, G, the different notes of the scale, triple clef scale. So middle A is 440, I believe, hertz. I forget what middle C is. They're all kind of like derived from that middle A. Um, so it would be nice if I could actually just go into BFXR and type in 440 hertz for frequency. Let's start with that. And then I could make the exact sound effect that I want, but you can't. You can only use, it only has zero to one. But I guess if you knew what like 0.5 is, then you could figure out the frequency. I don't know, not a huge complaint, it's just, that'd be nice to have. Uh, so frequency slide, slides to frequency up or down, frequency cutoff, if sliding the sound, sl sound will stop at this frequency. So if you set your frequency cutoff really, really low, you're not gonna get any sound because it's not gonna slide at all. Delta slide accelerates to frequency slide. So yeah, turning your delta slide down can also uh, cut out your sound. So frequency slide, yeah, you can't even hear it because it's sliding. Or no, frequency cutoff. So if you move frequency cutoff too high, you won't hear anything. So vibrato, vibrato depth, strengths of the vibrato effect, vibrato speed, speed of the vibrato effect. I really don't deal with these. Most of the time I, I don't get anything out of vibrato, but sure there is ways to use that to change your sound effect. Harmonics, overlays, copies of the waveform with copies of multiples of the, its frequencies. The harmonics. This sounds <laughs> So that's harmonics. Then you got a harmonics fall off to change the harmonics decay. I think this is also where it'd be good to actually see the waveform. Now it does have like a little picture, like a creed bar graph up here on the top, but it's not an actual waveform. Um, so repeat speed is the speed of note repeating. I think as you don't use this repeat speed. Think thing kind of get like a echo effect.
So I think this is a way like if I just have pick up a coin, where's coin? So if I have a coin, but I want it to be echoey and just going to repeat. I guess it doesn't work on that one. So it sounds like repeat speed works better on some sound effects than others. And you got to kind of find the right area when it, you get that repeating sound. So flanger offset. This sounds like something important that I should know. I don't know what a flanger offset is. It just says... Offsets a second copy of the wave by a small phase. Flanger offset. Then flanger sweep. So I guess if you if you're really into like sound theory, this probably means a little bit more to you how to how to use these values right here. So bit crush, I've seen bit crush quite a bit. Resamples the audio at a lower frequency. And you got bit crush sweep, sweeps the bit crush filter up or down. Do a general, do a general jump, bit crush. That's bit crush. This is the sweep. They can get some nice, like, old sci-fi laser type sounds. So only for the square square waveform, um, you have square duty controls the ratio of the up and down states of the wave, and duty sweep sweeps the duty up or down. And I really don't use these quite often. There's our jump, the square. Square duty. So it sounds a little bit clearer the lower square duty is. Duty sweep. I don't notice mo much difference with duty sweep. But that's just for one sound effect. So I went back and I looked at some old like NES games. So I found one neat site called uh, sounds-resource.com and I was looking in the NES like folder, NES area. And you can download sound effects for like a lot of old games like Mario 3, Mega Man 2, Legend of Zelda. Let's like click on Mega Man 2. Then you can go over here and get in-game sounds. Then you can download like the sounds for Mega Man 2. Uh, be a zip file. You can get all the sound. 
if I'm playing. Yeah. Hit. Or refill. Or here. UFO. Buster. Boss door. Air shooter. So these all probably, for anyone that's played Mega Man 2, these probably sound familiar. Atomic fire. Pink. Hear that one. Force beam. So, yeah, I'll go ahead and do my, uh, I don't know, disclaimer that I'm not a lawyer. I wouldn't use these in a game because you put these in one of your games and everybody will say, hey, yeah, he ripped off Mega Man or Zelda or whatever. So even though they are like very rudimentary sounds, I, I, I would stay away from using these. But they're still good examples. So what I did is I took the Mario sounds and I did like Mario Jump. Then it pulled that into Audacity. Bring in Audacity. So jump. Here's jump. So we're all kind of familiar with that sound. So you can zoom in. So this is this is kind of getting into sound theory again. Not really BFXR, but um, for some of these, I don't know how they sampled them. I think some of these sound effects. They took from an emulator and just loaded the emulator sounds in. Then I think other sounds they actually like got up next to a television and like held a microphone. So some of these aren't the cleanest. You have to go in like effect and amplify a little bit. So then you can see the waveforms. But what I did is I noticed that the waveform changed like right here. So if you zoom out. You can tell right there the waveform change. So this is actually like two tones, maybe even three tones put together. You have you have that part, and then you have the rest, and the rest just kind of fades, fades out. So you put those two together. Oh. You put those two together, then it's kind of like boing. Like maybe this could be one tone. Like this is the it has no attack, and then here's the sustain, and here's the release, sort of. Um, but if you go and look at file open, so it's kind of the same for coin. Okay. Again, you gotta amplify this to see it. Now, other sounds, other game sounds, um, you don't have to do that. It's already amplified for you. Play this. So, if you look at this, here's like the sustain part right here. Here's the release. Right here, because you can see the amplitudes are getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Now the space between the 
The peaks of the wave are the same, so it's still the same frequency. It's still the same frequency, but it's just fading out because the amplitudes are getting smaller. So what's interesting, I went through all of these Super Mario sound effects, and the only one that I could find that isn't a square wave uh, is the skid. That's like Mario's running, then you press the opposite direction, and he starts skidding a little bit. Let's take this effect, amplify that up, then zoom in. So this is actually a triangle wave. So the NES, as I said earlier, can do triangle waves, square waves, and noise. So if you're really good, like I can tell the difference between a square wave and a sine wave and noise. I can definitely diff tell the difference between noise and a, and a square wave or and a sine wave. Determining the difference between a triangle wave and a square wave is a little bit more difficult. I'm sure there's people out there that can that can notice the difference. But, uh, but listening to the sound effect itself, you can notice the difference. But to be able to hear a sound and say, hey, that's a square wave or that's a triangle wave, that's a little bit more difficult. But yeah, I just wanted to show those off. Oh, the one other one I wanted to show off. Uh, if you go in and open up the pipe, I think it's called pipe. Warp, not warp, not vine. Yeah, so yeah. Let's look at warp. I thought it's called pipe. So as usual for these effect, amplify. Okay. So what's interesting about the warp is that it's kind of like two. So it's kind of like this sound right here. And this sound. So they put those two together. So that's just one, but it's just that one repeated three times. So if you were to do this in BFXR, you would need to like do this sound then do this sound, then repeat this whole thing three times. And you could do that in the mix. I tried like getting close to that, but kind of hard without knowing the exact amplitudes and frequency. But uh, yeah, as in my sound talk that I did, uh, you can go in here and actually see some of the values for the amplitude. You can actually figure out the space between where it goes up and down. Then you can calculate the frequency from that. So go watch that talk if you're interested in that. Really technical. So back to BFXR. Uh, saving's pretty simple. You can either export to WAVE, save as a WAVE file, or you can save the disk. You can save in the BF. BXFR format, so you can modify it later. Back to BFXR. So say I really like that sound, then I export to Wave. So you want to export to Wave to be able to save it to use in your game.
make sure you have got the dot wave. I think one thing about this program, if you don't put the dot wave at the end of your file name, then it just saves it without the dot wave file file extension. So then when you try to import it into your game, your game's not going to see that wave file. So make sure you got that dot wave. A lot of programs will do that for you if you don't put the dot wave on there, but this one but if you got like all these little settings the perfect way you like and then you want to maybe come back later and modify some of these settings then you want to save the disk and then that'll save it as a BFXR sound. So you won't be able to use a BFXR sound in your game. You got to export to WAVE to use in your game. But if you want to save it to modify later then save it as a BFXR sound. You may want to just go ahead and my for beginners I just say save save in both formats. Um typically I just export to wave because I don't usually don't go back and modify my sound effects later. But there may be a good reason that you... Okay, so that's that's it. That's it for BFXR. It's gonna be a short talk in under an hour. So I was gonna kinda like cram in uh, I was going to try to cram in a, an entire talk about importing your sound effects into your game and different game engines, such as Game Maker and Unity, uh, Unreal Engine, Gudo, and maybe some others like SDL. But I was like, nah, I'm going to save that, probably save that for next month, unless something else comes along. Uh,. So you'll just have to tune in next month for that talk. It seems like there's some... Yeah, check out noxgamedesign.org. I've got all the recent talks on here. Last month was Ludum Dari 48 entries. Before that, it was a really good talk that I did on image file format. If I do say so myself, I spent a lot of time on this image file format. It's like... Figuring out the uh, formats for PNG and things like that. And I'm not sure what all's going on. Let's see here. Yeah, check out Dr. Petter, his homepage. He's got a lot of cool projects past Lunum Dari. Looks like he hasn't updated his site since 2014, but uh, it is pretty cool. He's developed a lot of things that people have used. You just don't know he's developed, like Sculptress. I could do a whole talk on Sculptress. I haven't used it in a long time, but. Uh, yeah, he developed Sculptress. I haven't used some of these other ones. But he's got a lot of little games, a lot of archive projects. Yeah, so I don't know what happened to this. I don't know if he like works for a game game development company or what. Check that out. So anyway, um, I haven't been paying much attention to the Discord. Oh, yeah, so I've been working on a new game. Get this off. It's a Morse code game. Oh, can I mute this? Well, you kind of need to hear the dot. So every time you hear that beeping sound, it's me holding down the space bar. So... The objective of the game is to move the helicopter to the grid cell based on the Morse code on the left. Okay. 
it makes sense, but it's kind of hard to explain. <laughs> so on the top, you have letters for each column. Then on the left, you have numbers for each row. And below those letters and numbers, you have dots and dashes, which corresponds with how long that, that beep lasts. So a standard Morse code, and I, I wrote all this code in you, I did this in you, I wrote all this code to translate these dots and that, or how long you've, and th you'll see these numbers in the upper right hand corner, and that's how long you've held down the button or how long the beep has gone on. So based on how long you've held the button, it'll translate into either a dash or a dot. And if you ho don't hold anything down for long enough, then it just registers whatever dots and dashes you've already entered. So you select the letter at the top using your dots and dashes, and you select a number on the side using your dots and dashes, and that will send your helicopter to whatever cell matches uh, the intersection between that letter and number. And oh, by the way, for your little helicopter here, you have a fuel value, which I'll probably change that into a, uh, a bar. And so your fuel gradually goes down over time, but as you move to other round to the different cells it goes down faster so that gives the player an incentive to get the right answer to move to the correct cell so you got these little they're just cylinders right now but they're like people to be rescued i'll change the model later i was just happy to get the helicopter model to begin with that took me like a whole night to do that I'm planning on adding like little fuel tanks so you can like pick up additional fuel and then as you go up in higher level then have more rows and more columns and by the way the letters and numbers for the cells are randomized each time because when i start developing this is just a b c d e and zero one two three four five whatever that that got kind of boring so i kind of just like randomized the first column then the first uh, Row. So here you see the first column starts with Q, so you get Q, R, S, T, and U. And on the side it starts with three, so three, four, five, six, and seven. So it's still sequential, but the first one is randomized. And oh, by the way, if it starts out with Y, then it'll do Y, Z, A, B, C. Or if it starts out with nine, it'll do nine, zero, one, two, three. So don't have this one out to download yet still working on it no shut up <laughs> I, i've kind of gotten to the point now where it's like when i want to release something i want it to be like a i don't know past the i've heard people say the ho-ho test is like yeah when i release something i don't want it just to be something that people are going to laugh at so i want it to be halfway decent but uh yeah black jar he's been working on some modeling thinking blender uh, it's really neat, like what he did with apples and stuff like that. And his little elf character, goblin character right there. He kind of has like a table. And his bottles and uh, uh, oranges were really impressive right there. I think he did like a render just of those. Uh, Arctic, he's also showing off some stuff. I think I like how everybody's kind of helping each other out, but he kind of showed some of the stuff that he did with uh, texturing a cube, which is kind of like what we all do to begin with. Yeah, here's some more animals that Black Jar has made. I think he's working in Blender. I think my only recommendation is like turn on smooth shading. They'll get rid of some of the, the rough edges on this tiger right here. But yeah, this is some stuff that Ar Arctic did with kind of like his approach to modeling. Uh, he starts out 
with the body and a couple of legs and then add the head. I think my only recommendation is kind of like, yeah, just start out with half the model, then use a mirror modifier that way you left. Oh, yeah, here's the table that Blackjar made. It's really good. I wish I could maximize that. Oh, open original. Shift, control, there we go. Yeah, so this is the table that Blackjar made in Blender. So, yeah, I really like it. And like the... The silverware looks really detailed. I like the bottles and the light source and all that. And somebody was talking about making a Knox game design game. I think that would be awesome. Whatever I can do to help, uh, just let me know. We've always talked about doing a group game, but I think due to people's schedules and things like that, trying to get everybody on at the same time or... I think it really comes down to, like, nobody wants to be the idea guy. It's like everybody wants to be the idea guy, but nobody really wants to be the idea guy. Because <laughs> it, it'd almost be like, uh, what's that game where somebody adds on to the story each time? So it'd almost be like one person starts with an idea, somebody else would have to. So everybody gets a little bit of an idea in on it. I think that, that's probably the hardest part. Then it's like... I think from the outset, you just got to say, hey, this is gonna, just going to be a game jam game or an open source game. That way nobody gets their feelings hurt. I mean, nobody's trying to like sell it for money or anything like that. So that's the things you got to watch out for with teams. Like, yeah, just make sure everybody's on the same page to start out. But yeah, uh, some of the guys on here were talking about Unreal Engine 5, which re looks really nice. I added some additional uh, icons uh, somebody uh, requested a substance painter icon, custom group or a uh, channel, Discord channel icon. Also added Java, Scratch, Squeak, Audacity, Monogame, SDL, Game Maker 2, and Lua. I think it's kind of cool. I don't think there's any copyrights on any of this. Never know. <laughs> Until somebody yells at me about it. A lot of people are sharing some resources in the Discord channel. Yeah, I just added the latest Ludum Dari 48. Not much going on game dev wise. But yeah, if anybody ever wants to show off a game, just uh, let me know and we can schedule a time. We can get on and maybe show off games or something yeah haven't had any more in in-person meetings uh yeah i did a kickoff for lunarari 48 nobody showed up or at least i wasn't aware of anybody that showed up aside from me i did take pictures uh so yeah we'll try it again in the fall i know things are still kind of weird and uh but i think things are kind of start starting to get back to normal but yeah i kind of like doing oak ridge just because it's not out of my way. But if anybody else has any other suggestions, we've done Panera Bread in the past, and we've done other places. The problem is some other places can be noisy. Might try to find a library. I've been kind of, my new thing is the, I've been doing a lot of walking. I walked, I've found some new potential places for meeting in the area. But, uh, I'll talk about that when it comes to the next game jam, or if anybody's interested in 
just meeting for a monthly meeting just let me know there's always uh, uh what is it kec knoxville entrepreneur center uh market square I haven't been there in ages i think it was shut down for the longest time i don't know if they're ever going to open it back up or what but it's over in the market square over there which is kind of nice it's just it can be a pain driving to downtown knoxville sometimes and it can be really busy out there sometimes but yeah hopefully people get back to making games i'm still trying to do one a month but i don't know kind of slowing down a little bit kind of I don't know, kind of getting to the age where I can't look at screens like all weekend anymore. <laughs> I kind of feel like I've, I've gotten past that age, being able to sit in front of the screen all weekend. I'll still do it for Lunum Dare 48, but uh, you know, I really can't can't do the sitting down looking at a screen all the time anymore. So, anyway, I hope everybody found uh, talk interesting, useful. And you can visit knoxgamedesign.org to find all about us, all the games and all the contacts, and um, the podcast. Yeah, don't forget the podcast. One thing I did do, go to knoxgamedesign.org. You can go to podcast. Now I have like, links directly to each of the podcast podcast platforms. So if you want to you want the stitcher just go to podcast and click on stitcher it'll take you to the stitch all the locks game it looks like we have 61 episodes now wow seems like we just started <laughs> really been that long yeah i think we started in uh 2016 at the tech co when we we're meeting at tech co's that's back when it was kind of like a, a game review show um then started doing it online in 2017 february 2017 um but yeah use those links let's go back so if you want it on spotify just go to podcast and drop down spotify get it on spotify right there or tune in just go to podcast drop down tune in then it's right there so a lot of different platforms. We also have iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast. Looks like that's it. I think Google, wherever the Google Music was, I think it got discontinued. As always, the Discord link is right here. I'll take you directly to our Discord directory. Um, just have websites now, kind of getting out of the social media. Um, so yeah, if you have a website, then we can add you to the list right here. Then we have archives for things like past events, the article Metro Pulse article from 2014, uh, different tutorials. Uh, oh, and we also have a Steam community. I've been trying to update the Steam community, just putting these announcements for the past videos, just so they're all kind of archived here as well, just as another place where people may run into us. <laughs> So anyway, that's going to wrap it up for June 2021. Uh, so have another one. Be back in a month.